0: Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Higher Thinking with Ashley. And Bar,
1: what's going on, y'all?
0: It's another week, closer to Christmas. Let me say, in our house it is officially Christmas. I really tried to hold off until Thanksgiving.
1: This is something she's been stuck on since like three months ago.
0: <laughs> well, it's my favorite time of the year. Before
1: and- Halloween for sure. Way before Halloween.
0: I have a theory that is this, right? I was telling my sister about this and she was, she was, she was like, it kind of makes sense because I was like, do you really like celebrate the holidays? And she was like, yeah, I celebrate the holidays. And I was like, but do you celebrate? Like, do you decorate? Do you do festivities of the season, activities yeah, of the season? Or do
1: you like do just you go to people's houses or something?
0: And she was like, no, not really. And I was like, I feel like it makes your year more enjoyable, it right. does.
1: I feel like it does. It gives you, like, let's say, like, you're not traveling all of the time and, like, shit like that. You know, most people not. Like, I feel like the holidays give you those days to look at, like, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to work. You feel me? The family going to come around or whatever. Right. You know, like, I get to I get to turn, sp- like, specific music on for, like, that time of year, you know? Like, it's not like you could listen to the same rap rap all day or whatever. It's, like, specific music. It's, like, it's the whole vibe. It's everything, the whole vibe. Everything is a switch-up. Everything switch up, goes everything together.
0: Up. <laughs> ever since I was little.
1: You, you get to dress different, you feel yes. me? you You putting on hella funny clothes and costumes and shit. Like. And
0: I feel like that's what makes it enjoyable. You know what I'm saying? Like, my grandparents really, like, did the holidays. So, like... My grandpa would, like, clean out the chimney, because we had, like, a real chimney, you know?
1: Yeah.
0: And he would, like... How do you clean out a chimney? Chimney. I don't know. But, like, all throughout the year when it wasn't being used, or we like, spare the air days, which are, like, all the time in California, which are days, like, you can't use your... Um,
1: Chimneys are pointless in California. You
0: can't use your uh, chimney. Like, you can't use... Like, they don't want you barbecuing. They want you carpooling. Yeah. Like, those are spare the air days in California, if you don't know. So... My grandpa would like he would just like have logs in there, and then like you know it would it just would get dirty, collect dust over yes, time yeah. or whatever stuff would fall into it, so during the holiday season he would clean it out, he would light the fire in it, my grandma would always make sure we made the cookies for him the night before and every year. so my grandparent's house had an intercom mm-hmm. and uh,
1: you tell me this
0: their house was like their house was like three levels. And so they had an intercom on each level, but if you press like the speaker, you could play it all through the house. So, like,
1: the night of Christmas,
0: (laughs) my grandpa would like get up in the middle of the night and be like, ho, 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 Merry Christmas, and like do jingle bells and stuff. And then he would eat the cookies. (laughs) And then we would go downstairs in the morning, and there would be presents everywhere. So, like, those are core memories for me. You know what I'm saying? And so, I feel like as a parent, I want to give those core memories to holly
1: yeah i feel like my a lot of my core memories are around the holidays too it's like you it was always the hell of people over mm-hmm. mom is cooking hell of food your favorite you feel foods me? too yeah, and like, at
0: that time like to be honest i'm a cooker right sorry right. to interrupt you but let me just say Not this good. those foods are like sacred holiday foods yeah like on 4th of july you know what you're getting on like if you're nope. in if you're in our culture let's yeah, right. just be for yeah, our yeah, culture
1: yeah, for sure You know what? It's not the the same for
0: everybody. But if you're in a lot of different cultures, they're eating their food,
1: specific holidays for them. Right? They eat specific food. But for
0: us, mac and cheese, greens. You know, you're getting turkey. You know, for like Christmas after Thanksgiving, somebody making gumbo. Like there's always gumbo on Christmas. There's a time frame for all of this, right? And so back then, and even now, as a cook, I feel like I could make those things all throughout the year. To be honest but yeah. as a kid for real you look forward to those foods yeah on those especially as a teenager
1: right <laughs> now that you've grown now that you're grown it's like okay yeah we're gonna cook this we I already know it's like you already just you just already know what you're cooking right you like you know you what you cooking six months in advance right you feel me but growing up it was like oh and then i don't know i was like a bottomless pit. i still am now but like even sicker than, you know, like I go plate for plate for plate. But for that's plate the time plate. where
0: you can and no one's judging. Like yeah. everyone's going plate for plate for plate. And usually your mom cooks bigger than she needs to for some reason. She's just got like hella food. she always cook hella food. So to be honest, it's always like, you want some more? Get some more. Or like everyone chills and then there's like a certain amount of time in the evening where you just see people trickling back into the Uh kitchen. After they've played dominoes, after they've did this a little while, they back in the kitchen for another plate. Every time you
1: look up, somebody in the kitchen putting something on the plate just quietly minding their business.
0: (laughs) The holidays mean a lot to me. So I feel like
1: and then you don't tell. Let me and then let me say you eat the leftovers for what? How many days after? Bruh!
0: <laughs> That's okay. That's why this year. So this year is the first year that we're spending without our family because we live in another state. Yeah. Well, Get last out. year we spent it kind of without our family. I cooked. Now, did your yeah. mom come on Thanksgiving? No, she came on Christmas. Yeah. So. Yep. Um,
1: and then before that.
0: We went to my. We also went to my mom's house. And then before
1: that year, it was like I went with my sister went to my sister's house for a second. Yeah. But
0: we but, always I make mean, our rounds. Yeah, we but make this rounds, year, but
1: like we've been slowly branching off away from like doing the family being with the family on thanksgiving and shit like that in any way recently well that's
0: because honestly guys now that i'm like a wife and a mom like i want to cook thanksgiving at my house and let's just be very honest there is a certain level of cook that you have to be to be able to pull off a thanksgiving christmas spread i don't give a fuck what you say if it's just you in that kitchen
1: that's hella shit
0: The turkey has to be brining three, four days before. You need to pre-cut. First of all, you need to make sure you get all your stuff because the stores get crazy. First of all, can I say I've never seen anybody prepare a turkey the way that you
1: and your mom prepare your turkeys? Really? I've never. And I've asked several people and they have not seen it either.
0: So let me just clarify. (laughs) If you don't know, you can go over to my cooking pages at the Siren Pot on Instagram. But for me to make my turkey, right, I brine my turkey for three days. And so the turkey is frozen, right? The turkey is frozen fucking solid. So I put my turkey in like an ice bath with herbs and salt and spices and all the aromatics that I need and I let it brine, and I add ice every so often. So by the third day, the turkey really is just perfectly thawed out. It's still cold, as if you took it out of the refrigerator. It's but it's perfectly thawed out for you to be able to go ahead and season it, pad dry, do whatever right you gonna do, it and, and then you stuff good. it. Exactly, so when you're making a big turkey like that, in my opinion, it's
1: better to do it that way. And
0: then at the end, did it, that but be you so don't, good. but I will say, you won't have a turkey to carve because the turkey will just fall apart. Oh, uh, you're
1: not carving nothing.
0: The turkey will, if you're not going to be able to sit the turkey on the table and have a just presentable grab turkey. Some tongs. Like, yeah, just pull or it apart. Get some gloves. Grab some you just really grab get some, some double gloves. Gloves. You can even <laughs> just grab the tin and just shake it. You know, the tin that everyone cooks their Thanksgiving meal in. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> just literally shake literally it and it'll what, fall what, apart what, in the bag. Hey,
1: y'all, when she says shake it, like, she literally mean just sh- jiggle the pot and the meat just going to slide off the fucking turkey bones.
0: The carcass. It's <laughs> just going to be a
1: skeleton sitting there with a hell of meat around. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but, you know, everyone learns to cook from... I know people who stab their turkey. They inject their turkey. They mm-hmm. fry their turkey. But to me, turkey... Can, see, the thing about turkey is it's a I've big piece of bird. stuff under the skin. You have to do that. If you don't do that, you just ain't seasoning your damn turkey. Because that's a big-ass bird. Okay. But the thing about a turkey is that it is big and it has to cook just the right amount of time or it's going to be real dry. Oh, yeah. So I feel like brining it in the water and the juice, it just gives it that extra juiciness that it needs to not be dry when it's ready to fall off the bone.
1: Is it bad for me to say that I like my turkey a little bit dry? No. Like, (laughs) I'm going to be that guy and I'm going to say I like my turkey a little dry for some reason. I don't know why. I don't like...
0: But if it's super dry, then by the, by the second day you rewarm it, oh, that shit that gonna, be like... gonna be
1: like a Popeyes biscuit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I fucking love a Popeyes biscuit. But
1: not without the butter and shit.
0: No, nah, it's gotta have honey. you telling
1: me you're just biting a nah, straight Popeyes never, nah, biscuit, bro? Right?
0: Nah, You setting yourself up to choke. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. That's
1: a, it's literally a health hazard. If
0: your significant other doesn't know CPR, don't eat a Popeyes biscuit. I feel
1: like by you should be signing a waiver they're dry but they're
0: good they're good so i put this i've been tweeting stuff on twitter lately and these tweets have gotten quite a lot of attention and it's weird because typically when i tweet like i'm not like big on twitter i only have like ninety thousand followers so i tweeted and i was like like two weeks ago or a week ago i was like two things i was like don't wait on an apology from your a, a parent, a toxic parent, like, just make the choice to heal yourself. Right? Right. And then I tweeted today, I was like, apologize to your kids because you're not always right. Right. So I want to talk about those things. Because every people had a lot of opinions about that.
1: Okay.
0: So I want to talk about apologizing to your child.
1: All right, deep subject, deep subject. Full disclaimer, y'all, we don't, pre this at all so this is a surprise subject for me too
0: yeah well it is kind of for me too because i tweeted it but i haven't discussed it right. so i'd like to hear your thoughts let me tell you the situation that prompts me to tweet that the other day we just got a new car a very nice shiny car um and you know it's a new car And kids have a tendency to not give a fuck, like, and it really annoys me. So yesterday, Holly and I go get our nails done, whatever, we're coming home on the freeway. And she's like, she's debating, she's like, I'm not going to eat my food, mom, because I don't want to get my barbecue sauce in your car. And I'm like, okay, but just know that it is McDonald's. So by the time we get home, it's gonna be cold. So I'd allow you to eat it in the car. She was like, No, I'm not gonna eat it. I'm gonna do the right thing. You know how she right, is. Right, right. So, she'd be like, Oh no, two no. seconds later, I hear Chhh. I'm like, What was that, Holly? And she's like, Mommy, it was my McDonald's bag. Her entire McDonald's bag flew across the car.
1: Did you hit the get break or something? No. How did it fly across the car?
0: Because I was getting on the freeway, and you know how when you get the freeways out yeah, here, like cur- yeah, they're cur- kind of like big round. Cur- so car. I guess, and it was sitting on like the centerpiece that you pulled now where the drinks go. It was sitting oh. on top of that, and you know it's the kids' meal box. So when
1: you turn, it just slid. so when I
0: turned, it just slid over. So my first reaction is, has this little girl been fucking debating with me for the last five minutes about not getting the car dirty, only to have her entire McDonald's meal toppled over? <laughs> Oh my white leather seats, right? So I immediately I feel my body flush hot. I'm Over. like, Holly. I, I'm like, Holly, are you kidding me? Did you really do da She's like, Mom, my McDonald's bag. It's on the floor. I think my fries, they're on the floor. <laughs> and I'm like, bro, what up? She just the like fuck? they're peddling. She's right? like, bro, I don't know what to do. And so I said, Holly, you had one job. You had one job. But as I kept driving, I realized she was hella quiet. So I feel like me saying that bothered her. And so I was like, you know, are you okay? And she was like, no, Mom. I had one job. I should have been holding my McDonald's bag. And it yeah. sounds funny because you know how serious Holly is? Yeah. Like, she be dead ass serious.
1: But, the, but yeah, it was She on took her that heart. to the heart. Yes. Like, damn, I had one job. So
0: I was like.
1: Hey, you better leave my baby alone. Okay, so I
0: was like, you know what, I fucked up.
1: You fucked the car up too, but I'll be. I know. Right, go ahead. But I was
0: just—I'm saying, like, in that moment, I was upset. Yeah. So that's why I'm explaining the whole scenario. Right, right. So then I was like, you know what? It's just a car, and I have more fries up here that you can have in case your fries spilled on the floor. Right. I'm like, it's an accident. And I shouldn't get mad over accidents because accidents happen. Right, right, right. And she was like, no, mom, it's not your fault. It's my responsibility. And I was like, it was your responsibility. But also, it's just an accident. And accidents happen. And I was like, so I'm sorry for getting frustrated with you. And she was like, I'm sorry for not holding my McDonald's bag. And I just realized, like, I really had to apologize. Yeah. For something that I was, like, semi-joking about even though I was upset that her fries were all over the floor, but I wasn't like, you had one fucking job. You right, know what right, I'm right, saying? Right, I was right, just like, you not, had yeah. one job, you know? But it hurt her feelings. Right, right, right. And so that just prompted me to think about all the times that I've had to apologize to her, whether it was for, like, losing my temper or whatever. Because I feel like it's not your kid's job to decipher your attitude, like, what you have going on. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, So to them, it's not their job to be like, my mom is just stressed out in that moment. I'm not gonna take it personal. Of course, she's gonna fucking take it personal. I just yelled at her. Yeah, right, right. So I needed to make it clear that it was not her job to handle my emotions. Right, right, right. And me right. being upset about fries being on the fucking floor because honestly, it's trivial. They're yeah, leather right, seats. Right
1: right. <laughs> right, 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 right. Of course, they're gonna come off. So, I think. Did I, you
0: get Did you get apologized to by parental figures, parents growing up? Do you feel like it's important to apologize to your kid?
1: I feel like I did. I can can I like remember like you know me I I am I'm bad at like remembering specific events sometimes but like.
0: Welcome to higher thinking.
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> but not like I, I definitely did. I definitely got like apologies, and it it, it does matter. I ain't gonna lie, like a hundred percent because. I'm sure that if I didn't get an apology for those situations, I probably would still remember them. Yeah. I probably would still, they would probably still pop up in my head sometimes, some some things. You mm-hmm. feel me? But I think just the fact that you apologize and acknowledge and like just put that little ease to let them know that it, like let your kid know that it's like you, it's not that bad right now, you know, like I'm sorry, it'd take off so much pressure on them. You know, they'd stop feeling so like, Everything is their fault. A lot of kids beat themselves up over that. And I think I, I definitely got apologies because I remember a lot more. I will remember a lot more if I didn't. Because I remember stuff that I, I didn't I head get, on to that shit. Hell yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I was just about to say, I remember hella shit that I didn't get an apology for. That I'm still pissed off about. That <laughs> I still
0: want <laughs> to talk about That I'm still like, nah,
1: you know. But then, but then there's also a lot of stuff where I feel like, now as an adult, I could think like, damn, maybe that really wasn't my fault, you know. But... Growing up, I would often think like certain things was definitely my fault, you feel Mm -hmm. me? Because it just because of how much was going on and the attitude that I got sometimes and then now I can look at it as an adult and be like, damn, you know what, there was just a lot going on in there. Like it was hella shit happening, like I would have yelled at me too, you feel me, to get out the way or something like that or you feel me? So, like, I, I get it.
0: <laughs> as an adult. But as a kid, it's not your job to get it like that.
1: Right. And then also as a kid. I don't, I don't kid, feel like. Right. And as a kid, it affects you all of those years until you become a certain age and then maybe realize right. that it could have been something else, you know? like I don't
0: even think it's about becoming a certain age because... I'm going to talk about my sister, and I'm going to clown her for just a second. So, sister, oh, if you shit. hear this, she'll listen to my podcast, so fuck that bitch. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You're um, mad when she call you to- I know, later right? later on. I'm like, bro, what's up, bro?
0: Okay, so here's the thing about my sister, right? My sister is a notorious know-it-all. Like, you can, Oh, shit. You can <laughs> ask my sister the equation for wind at 12 o'clock at night. To get you to the North's fucking star. And she's, <laughs> she's going to tell you, you learned it in the seventh grade. And the school system has failed you because you did not retain it. Right. So, <laughs> that is my sister, right? And she's older than me. And I'm always trying to tell her, like, yes, you are older. She
1: you didn't retain it.
0: Because you know how fucking anal <laughs> my sister is. is, right? You can't argue with my sister because she knows everything. So...
1: <laughs> Man, you can't, you just can't argue you with her. Can't. You just can't. You don't win.
0: So... I try to tell her, like, yes, you are older than me, but I have more life experience than you. I have more, maybe not life experiences in what I've experienced, but I have more insight than you, I feel like. And I feel like that's just something that becomes with being a parent. Because now there's certain ways that I see the world that my sister can never see the world because she doesn't have anyone that solely depends on her. Right. Because my sister's also, well, I've raised siblings. If you're that person that thinks you raised a sibling, please sit the fuck down. Please sit down. Right, but then. Unless, unless your unless parent you really was your gone you really gone and you really raised your sibling. sibling. But even then, if a sibling goes and gives that other sibling up and says, hey, I'm 15, my mom left, da da da, da there's no, that's fine for you. I can't just say, hey, like, I, I just want to give up my daughter. Because it's not my responsibility because I don't want to do it. Like it's it's a different responsibility than having a kid. It just I just I'm not even going to argue about it. It really just is.
1: Right.
0: Having a kid and taking care of a sibling, even if you took care of that sibling 24, five. It's still not the same as having a kid. So I feel like when you have a kid, you see the world from a different perspective.
1: Why why 24, five?
0: Because maybe you had two days off.
1: <laughs> I was just about to say, you know, that's not the whole week, right? Yeah.
0: I'm just saying, you know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, I just feel like, because my sister claims she, she raised her siblings, but my sister was never, like, dropped out of school raising us, working a job, because, you know. Right, 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 right,
1: right, Yeah, right. she
0: changed some fucking diapers, but you know right. what I'm saying? So, she some lived her fucking life. House. She went to all her school dances and all her functions, and she didn't miss out on shit trying to change a diaper over here right so right. i don't feel like when it comes to seeing the bigger picture she can always see it as clearly as me Yeah. and that's not on every situation but i just feel like when you were saying comes with age i feel like even sometimes certain things just come with being a parent if you're yeah. a good parent
1: or just certain things just come with life experiences
0: right
1: because like I've, I've personally known about like a lot of stuff Early on, And it was like that would that a lot of adults would be aware of and know, and and shit like that. So it's like it's just about life experiences for real. you feel me. But back to the initial thing that I was saying is, it, yeah, it's definitely important to apologize to your kid. But then I go, I, I feel like as a kid though, and I'm I'm a, I'm gonna play the devil's advocate for a second and also say that like I feel like as the kid, you owe your parents an apology too for real. Like not. Like for everything, because clearly you as a child and you was learning your your ropes and stuff. But us as kids put a lot put a, put, a, put us put our parents through a lot of shit. But I
0: don't think we owe them an apology for an that. An apology like that's their burden. Apology, you had a
1: kid, a, yeah. But an apology as in, like an acknowledgement that, like, because there, I feel like there's a certain age that you could get to where it's like certain decisions that you continuously make that continue to to, to mess up stuff is it starts to become a thing where it's like all right well you at the, you at the age now where you should be start to be able to to differentiate certain things and you still continue to make certain decisions
0: but what does that have to do with you apologizing to your parents?
1: because i feel like putting your parent through stuff i felt like at a certain age i started putting my mama through stuff that i probably shouldn't have been putting her through and i knew at the time even that i shouldn't have been putting her through
0: it yeah but do you think that you would have been putting her through that had you had better circumstances
1: um, I, I can say that I believe no. A hundred percent that I would not have but Okay. Do so I then know? How do you no, know, I don't, how don't do know. I can't say I don't know that. because I mean I'm like I, I don't know because that was our situation. You get me? Are you you following
0: me? I could see if you grew up with a silver spoon fucking ivy league school you already had a full ride you're about to inherit a fucking something and you just went off and did cocaine every fucking day to be a loser right right right, right, right. i could see you owing your parent an apology but you can't you don't need to i feel like parents aren't owed an apology for situations that they put their kids in
1: okay but that's that's my point is I feel like there's a bunch of situations that kids put themselves in.
0: At a certain point. But is that, that still, still is that still is that still related to what the kid has already been exposed to? Or is that true, some true, new out of true. the woods behavior that nope, we true, just can't true. fathom why true. this kid would be acting this way? All right, all right, all right. This all kid right. has never seen this. Oh my god, where did he learn this? versus this kid grew up in this and we're hoping that he's on the straight and narrow, but this little motherfucker probably is not going to be. <laughs> That's two different... No, I'm not even being funny. Like, nah, I'm, I'm saying... No, I am you. It's
1: funny. Nah, but I'm, what, I'm saying, as a parent, I'm like, what are we setting our kid shit. up for?
0: Like, for instance, right? If you're a hoe... <laughs> no! I'm going to really say All this.
1: Right. Prostitutes.
0: If you're a hoe... And this is no shame to sex workers.
1: Okay, so, no, let's... Let's, let's, I, I was just thinking about that the other day as well. There's a, was, we was in the car driving. Uh-huh. I don't know why it popped up in my head. I
0: was thinking about hoes when we in the car <laughs> driving. Was
1: driving, but I was like, no, nah, it popped up in my, head, in my head and I'm like, there's a hoe, right? And then I feel like there's a prostitute. There's like two different things. A prostitute is somebody who is selling their, Okay, listen, you know, we're for, not going
0: into that. Let me finish the, my but scenario. wait, but no, let me
1: say, let me say this. And then the, a hoe is like somebody that does that just for free. Okay, just stop. You get what I'm saying?
0: Just stop. <laughs> Anyways, I respect the prostitutes. No matter what you do, what you do, no shame mistake sex workers. But this is my scenario: if you're a hoe, right, and you have a daughter, and your daughter is growing up in this house where you're where you're hoeing out of, and your daughter is seeing this hoeing, right, right, and then your daughter gets of age, and sh- the first thing that she does is not get a job at Chick Fil A; she hoes.
1: Damn.
0: How can the mama be mad?
1: Yeah, you can't be mad at your kid for doing exactly what you taught them indirectly.
0: Because you still have to take responsibility for what they're taking in. Because Even if you're going to be a hoe, go hoe. Drop her off at Granny's, go hoe. Pick her up, go home. But does on. she need to see you hoeing? Does she need to see different men there every day and night? Right. And Same it, thing with, I feel like, certain parents, okay, you know, this is a more real scenario. Parents in the hood, they have friends that come over, any type of friends. Just think, just think about it. Some of these, like, is just, dr- <laughs> uncles is drunk. This is yeah. drunk uncles, drunk aunties, been sitting outside so I know they talk talking shit. Those are shit. casual.
1: Right? Uh, those are casual characters. Think about the conversation. In, the, in, the, in our environment.
0: And back in the days, was so normal. This is so normal.
1: You know you're but drunk ass it, about to talk hella shit. But
0: was it responsible of our parents to have us in those environments? And then tell yeah. you, Bar, I don't want you hanging out in front of the store all day with them niggas. Why not? Because when I was growing up, all y'all did was hang out in front of the house all day with them same drunk ass niggas. Right. But just different niggas.
1: Right. right <laughs> Talking right, right. different shit. Literally, just 20 years older.
0: It just goes with the times, but it's really the same behavior.
1: Right. So that's why I
0: feel like unless... It's a cycle. That's why I feel like unless your kid is doing something that you really ain't never exposed them to, they don't owe you an apology.
1: And then we're going to get to a certain age, and then we're going to be like, don't hang out with them. Why are you hanging outside with them niggas?
0: Right.
1: And then they're going to get a certain age and ask their kids why they're hanging outside with them niggas. Right. And you is outside hard right you feel me hard every day every night but now you like you shouldn't be outside with them they stupid but you was outside with them stupid
0: so that's why i think do not as i what is it do not as i do do as i say
1: yeah or something like that something like
0: that but i feel like that works
1: it does not work because your
0: kid is gonna do as you do that's all they know to do Is what you do? What you show them to do?
1: But that's what I was. I was kind of raised on that. That do as I as I say, not as I do. That's what it is. Do as I say, not as I do. And that shit didn't work. It doesn't work. It did not work. It 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 with all utmost respect to you feel me, my parents and siblings and shit. But that shit failed horrifically.
0: Well, it, it oftentimes does.
1: It did not work, and it was. And it's like.
0: It didn't work for me either. Child. That was
1: one of my biggest arguments growing up. Like, how are you telling me this, but look at this. <laughs> you're saying this, but look at what is in front of me mm-hmm. right now. <laughs>
0: that's so why yeah, it doesn't work.
1: It does not work at all.
0: So that's why... I, but, I, but I do get what you're saying by, like, kids put their parents through emotional Yeah, things. they do. But, I mean, I feel like that's just part of the role as a parent. Like, you just... Because even if your kid is not putting you anything terribly emotional, you're going to find terrible emotions in the things that your kid is putting you through. Right. Duh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, you're going to find some a, way you know, to
1: experience whatever terrible emotion, experience.
0: Exactly. What, on whatever level is necessary for your life. Right. But I do feel like it's necessary for parents to apologize to kids because I feel like Hell yeah. we are their biggest role model. Like, even if your kid, like Holly loves Jojo Siwa, Right. But she doesn't dress like Jojo Siwa. She wants to dress like me. She mm-hmm. wants her hair like me. You know what I'm saying? I'm her biggest role model. Right. So I, and I feel like kids think we're perfect because we're adults. Mm-hmm. Like, think about when you were a kid. You were like, you're an adult. Like, that's cool as shit. Yeah, I ain't
1: gonna lie. You should be like, you got it figured out.
0: Yeah, you? you're an adult. You, you got, got a car. This,
1: you got this figured out, You have a you? house.
0: Like, that's pretty adulting of you. So I feel like she doesn't look at us and be like, My parents are young, they're in their twenties, like they don't have an idea what's going on. She's looking at us like we got a house, we got a shiny car, we be having presents, taking trips.
1: She thinks she she's convinced that she's convinced that I am rich. Yeah. She is when I say convinced, I'll, we argue about it. I'll be like, No, I'm not, bro. And she'd be like, Yeah, you are.
0: Yeah. <laughs> she she do. She think that we rich and she and she should. She should feel like she's living her best fucking life. Hey,
1: listen, I ain't gonna complain. My kid think I'm rich. Right. Hey, we lit.
0: But I think that <laughs> I know she
1: had that means she had a good a good child, and she gonna grow be like my parents. My parents rich.
0: rich. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's funny. And I think but I think that we so I feel like my mom raised me in like the old age. Like not <laughs> the old age, but like you know, like, my grandma raised her. Mm-hmm. So it's a thing of, like, you know, kids aren't really heard. Right. You know, like, kids don't really have an opinion. Like, you do as I say, and you don't ask no questions. Like, yep. that was my mom, like, how she raised us growing up. Until, like, now, like, with my little sister, she's developed, like, more of, like, a kind of, like, a new age, old age parenting style. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it's, People that are coming out of that, being raised like that, are having the hardest transition transition now, raising their kids in this
1: new age
0: age parenting style.
1: Yeah, because you got to give your kid a voice.
0: I don't mind my kid having a voice. Like, so on on Girls Night (laughs) In, I said something and I was like, I'll put her whole life in a contractor's bag and put it out fucking side. Right. Remember that? Mm-hmm. And people were like, well, that's a whatever, whatever." Here's my thing about that. Right. I am a young mom. I'm 25 years old. And despite what people think, I work really hard to maintain and attain. And we're a young couple, married couple, biological to this child, trying to do the best we can. And we're doing better than both of our parents. And my mom had me when she was older than me. Right. So I feel like, yeah, I'll put all your shit in the bag and throw it out. If you want to be disrespectful, then you have none of these luxuries because all of these luxuries are really for you. Right. If it was just me, I wouldn't mind being here and there. Do All of this stability is for you.
1: Right. That's a fact. That is a fact.
0: Because <laughs> to be honest, I could be living. Okay? Living, honey. We could be living. Out the way. But we have a kid and we're trying to do the right thing. So I feel like, absolutely. Like, Mackenzie, this is this is also the episode where Mackenzie had um this parenting coach.
1: Oh, show the parenting yeah, coach. Yeah, the
0: parenting <laughs> coach. And I'm thinking... Bless her heart. Bless her heart, but also like... I couldn't do like I wouldn't allow my kids, like with all due respect to this new age parenting, I'm gonna whoop your ass. Oh shit. Like there's going to be none of that. Like that's not my first go to. But no, I will go to that. Shit, that's abuse, you a man shut up. No, abuse is abuse.
1: Abuse is abuse.
0: Abuse is abuse. abuse. Whooping your
1: kid ass once in a blue moon is not abuse. <laughs>
0: for things that are deserved is not. We're not abuse. Not even whooping
1: ass for real. Like you, it's more so like you feel me. Like more so like pops and shit. Really. Yeah, you like, a, like you, you get like a bad pop, and then it's really more. so Holly's like, really kind of soft though, so we hurt. don't really have Her to like. Is just yeah, more so hurt.
0: But I'm just saying, like, I don't like. I feel like this new age parenting has shamed people out of whooping their kid's ass. Yeah. And now you wonder why your and kid is driving you crazy yeah, or
1: y'all in public. And he just socked you in your face and then See? told you to fuck off, Brenda. Cause it, could,
0: <laughs> it couldn't be me. It couldn't be me because and I think i will be because, walking
1: past people in public like, and I'll be accidentally saying it out loud, walking past them. Like <sighs> I would have whooped his ass.
0: Right. And I think it's because we have a little bit of that old age parenting mixed with that new age parenting. Like, Like, I want I want you to be heard. I want you to be heard and I love your opinions and I love your voice. And by all means, come to me and say, Mom, this hurt my feelings or, Mom, I don't like this or, Mom, I want to do this and say, I don't want to control you like that. I want to hear everything you have to say, as long as it's respectful. Right. Right. I don't care what it is. As long as it's respectful, no, because we can talk speak, about anything.
1: Speak, speak, speak. But there's only so far
0: I'm going to go there with you. Like, there's only so, there's only so much gentle parenting. I'm only going to be yeah, so gentle. Yeah, at a certain
1: point, you're going you to respect something.
0: And I feel like it works because Holly's a really respectful kid. Extremely And people respectful. are all, like, in the nail salon yesterday, they were like, they were like, so Holly got a bunch of free designs in the nail salon yesterday on right. both hands. And they were like, she's just so respectful and she's just so well-spoken. And a lot of the times I wonder if it's because it I'm a black young mom that y'all think that my kids should not be these things. Because I always wonder that when people tell me that. I feel
1: like we go through this shit all the time. And I keep trying to tell you that it is not that at all. It is the fact that our child is very, 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 very well-spoken and respectful.
0: No, and she is. But but I, but I like sometimes a
1: lot more than a regular five No, and
0: I understand that, but I do sometimes wonder like if people that know me from the show or social media or something oh, think strange. a certain way of me, and then they see Holly out in public or something, and they're like, "Wow, her child is just not what I would expect her to." Good. Yeah, like
1: you just have a ghetto.
0: Yeah, or or you know, just whatever. Like
1: young and dumb.
0: Yeah, so sometimes I wonder if it's that, but I do give Holly credit. She is very respectful and well spoken. Yeah, but I'm just I I I'm not around a lot of kids, she so is, that like, makes me wonder.
1: She's considerate. How like,
0: many kids will y'all be around that just be little assholes?
1: Yeah I grew up around kids. I grew up around kids my whole life, literally. Like I was outside, deep running around the neighborhoods, ten deep. We was in the houses, 10 deep. We was everywhere. And
0: all y'all was bad.
1: And, and it was all kids. <laughs> Not all kids, but it was always hella kids. And then it was the older people, like my brothers right. and all, my, all of their friends and shit. But everybody that was my... We was all the kids. And we was all hella deep all the time. And everybody was bad as shit. especially At least where I was at, they was bad. You had a couple of the few kids that was good. <laughs> but for the most part, it was like... The manners that she got was out the window completely. That was Nah, that's gone. People was getting socked when they walked past hella hard. You fall asleep on the couch, kids was punching people. Like that's how that's how it was with, with the with the older boys and stuff. It was like it was it was funk. Like it was just always something like that. She feel me? So it's like the way that she goes about it. Well, in public it was different. Don't get it twisted. That that whole you feel me, don't ask for shit, don't say shit mm, when we walk don't into the store, shit, don't touch shit. shit. That was for sure there when we went out in public, but even then, it was still like we were still doing hella shit in the stores, you feel mm, me? Like soon silently, As soon as she quietly, turned her head, we were yeah. doing hella shit, throwing footballs, cans. like. So it's was like the way she acts 24-7 was nothing like what I grew up around, for sure.
0: But see, I wasn't raised with hella kids. Like I was they lived with my mom or with my grandparents, and I was just the only kid because my, my siblings are older. Right. Um, So, you know, it was quiet in the house. Like, it wasn't a lot of, like, play fighting because my siblings and I had a big, like, at that time, it was, like, a big age range. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, now is where adult doesn't seem so big of an age range, but when you're that age, it is. My mom didn't allow That's a lot of roughhousing. My we mom, a certain age. yeah, she didn't allow a lot of roughhousing. She didn't allow a lot of like pillow fighting and shit because she had nice shit. She, you know, my grandma would always be like, "If something breaks, I'm not gonna be able to understand why." Like, right, she, right, right, she, she gave was just
1: a fair one. Yeah, water.
0: like she just wasn't having it. So we really didn't, and there wasn't a lot of kids. Like, I was just by myself. Yeah. My kids was like tennis lessons, piano lessons, like not at my house.
1: Right, right, right.
0: So, I, that's the thing where I get it from. Like y'all, you and Holly do a lot of roughhousing inside. Yeah. And it's a lot for me because it's like, why are y'all doing all that inside? Like,
1: because <laughs> we grew up, because well, I grew up, I grew up roughhousing. I used to. You already know how I, I used know. to do. I already know. <laughs> it Terrible. was it was real. When I say real warfare in my house growing up, like. From a very, very... From the beginning onward, literally until from everybody From the beginning moved, onward. Until I left. It was warfare all the way up till I was, like, 15 for real. I was, they were was still walking in the house and we were throwing them. Getting beat up out of nowhere, getting cut, like, chopped in the neck. Like, Damn! Like, it was just beef everywhere. So it's like, I, that's how I grew up, roughhousing. So it's, I don't know, I just naturally... It's, and it's just like, she's a smaller person. You're like, you're a little tiny person. You're my person. I'm about to throw you around. <laughs>
0: I guess. But then it was me. If something break, I'm not yeah. gonna be able to understand
1: it. Right, and that, I, me and her still do. The, me and her still do that thing that you would do when you was a kid, and, and met some break or fall that was hella loud, and you hear the thud through the house, and then you hear your mom go, "What, what was, was that?"
0: that?
1: <laughs> and then you sitting there like, "Ooh."
0: you going to be mad about this? Ooh,
1: Me and Holly still do that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be mad because y'all asses shouldn't be roughhousing in the house. That's the reason why my parents didn't allow it. Because it's too motherfucking much in here to be broke.
1: But you know what? Now it's like, i roughhousing this motherfucker because i I replace it. But then I'm also like, something will break and I'll be like, damn, bro, what? I got to
0: replace it. <laughs> and a lot of the times you would be like, oh, I can replace it. And little do you know, like you can't replace it.
1: Yeah, half of the shit you can't find again.
0: So, let's just not break things. <laughs> Anyways, on to the second point, which was waiting on your parents, as an adult waiting on your parents to heal toxic cycles in your life.
1: No. <laughs> what? I, I, no, as in... Is that like, your final
0: answer? Final
1: answer. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> right, no, nah, I'm saying like, As an adult, you shouldn't wait. You shouldn't wait. You feel me? And this is coming from somebody that's like me, myself, who has actively been looking for certain things to be healed from my mom and like my dad and stuff like that. Uh, It is a horrible thing to do to, to try to wait for, and not even just your parents, but for anybody in life, like to wait for them to do certain things so you could heal. Like that doesn't, it's, in a lot of cases, you ain't gonna never get exactly what you need, and once you get it, you still not gonna feel fulfilled because, well, if you get it, you still not gonna feel fulfilled just because it's it's in order to do that. It's like that's inside of you, you know. Yeah. And you might think it'll help, and it might feel good to talk about it finally for once, and and hear what you what you feel like you know the truth to be, and to 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 hear some 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 sympathy and a like apology behind it, but. I mean, apart from the moment that you get from it right then and there, it's, you still got to fix yourself. I like think that's
0: minimal satisfaction. Yeah. Because I also feel like a that lot surfaced. of the times as, as like ch- adult children who are now looking a hill with our parents, we look for accountability, right? But it's like perspective is really a motherfucker because how can a person take accountability for something that they don't see from your perspective?
1: Right. Then that's when you just get one of those things where it's like they just love you so it's like... Uh, well, I'm sorry, right. uh, but but it's, unless it, but like it's you guys like, can um,
0: see eye to eye on that situation, a lot of the times parents number one don't want to admit that they've done some fucked up shit that they need to apologize for, and or they, they make every excuse as to why they did what they did right. instead of just admitting that it was kind of fucked up
1: or or it's kind of like or or you get like the kind of superficial apology that's like yeah like the blanket apology i'm I'm sorry for everything right um i'm sorry for maybe a few specifics but like i'm sorry overall but it's not it could but it's more so like a i see that you are in extreme pain and this could help you so i'm sorry
0: right i think it's better speaking from a person like i've told my story about my dad plenty of times but i think What I had to learn is, like, as hard as it is, like, you just have to realize what trauma, for instance, like, figure it out, figure out what it is you need an apology for, right? And then figure out why. What trauma did that give you? What reoccurring behavior do you exhibit when you encounter this type of situation? Right. Right. And then work on healing that versus working on getting an apology. Right. Like, for me, that thing is consistency, I realized. I feel like I needed an apology for my dad not showing up because it gave me a problem in fears that everybody else is not consistent.
1: Right.
0: So how do I heal that? By I don't know I'm not a therapist being consistent for myself
1: right 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 right
0: or you know choosing more consistent people in my life
1: yeah right you got to take other steps but the apology is something that's gonna just make you feel better
0: in the moment
1: just just to hear them apologize is something that'll help you in that moment and maybe even a little bit longer than that it might it might last for, you feel me for a while but the Deeper issue will not be fixed unless you take the necessary steps to address those deeper issues. You know what right. it caused, what what it makes you do now, what you know, what's the triggers to it, shit like that. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta nitpick through everything and find out what's really going on, and start the process from the bottom.
0: Yeah. Wow, becoming an adult is crazy, and it's and I also think it's crazy how. Little everyday things you do as a parent could traumatize your kid.
1: Literally. Like,
0: unless you really take a good look at the life you're living, you could be traumatizing your child every day.
1: And you think it's just regular.
0: And you think it's just regular.
1: Because it's what you know, it's what you used to, how you was raised. Right. But you don't realize that you are literally traumatizing your child every single day. And not even, and and you can be one of those people. Those people like, oh, it ain't that bad. It's like it's not that bad to you. To you, it is horrifying mm-hmm. to the kid. You feel me? And I'm not saying like people are just out there, y'all just fucking y'all kids up. But and but no, in, like people in, in are. Be, I was about to say, let's just be blunt forsaking and it's we're a lot not of exempt from this i think there's up. a
0: lot of things that we might do that are, that we're going to continue to do yeah. forever that we and think are great th- and she's going to be like i hate it when you guys did yeah. that
1: and there's a bunch of things that i know for a fact that i've already done like you feel me I, that just in these five years where i've fucked up and traumatized her in certain ways you feel me like yeah. i know for a fact i have in certain ways. so it's like Even and and this is me being the best that I can possibly be literally providing her with the best that I can provide her
0: at the moment, at
1: the moment. And of course, like improving more and more. But it's still like everybody subject to it. I mean, I feel like everybody is going to traumatize their kid in some kind of way. Yeah, honestly, I feel like every parent at some point does something to traumatize their kid in some kind of way. It could be some type of event.
0: It could be the smallest, the smallest thing. But it doesn't have to be like you big fucking you secret yeah, trauma. but like, just you like, like
1: screamed at them over a specific event or something they did, and that screaming in that moment stuck with them for a very long time.
0: Or that same corn casserole yeah. you make every Tuesday.
1: Yeah. Or how? Or how?
0: Or how it's or, really stressing them out. Or, or right? Or how? <laughs> I just feel what you said.
1: <laughs> nah, or even like that with me. That same crock pot. I could say, like with me, what I realized something that I had to do because grow, me growing up, it was like, eat your food. You feel me? It's like, I'm full. You're not full. Eat. Yeah.
0: I Don't do be that. Wasteful. And I
1: still do that to this day. Like, I, I just did it earlier today with breakfast. And I, I had to catch myself and be like, oh, you know what, actually, if you're done, you're done. So it's like, even doing that, like, you're not done eat your food, but you can't tell your kid whether or not they're full. Sometimes you can because, you know, like, they you know playing. your kid be bullshitting, but sometimes your kid is full, and you forcing them to keep eating is traumatic, like, develop them an a, a eating disorder. Now yeah. they don't want to feed themselves, or they, they feel like they have to eat everything that they can now, uh-huh. or, like... You feel me? Or they're terrified to eat oatmeal now. Like, I'm scared of eating cold oatmeal because I had a bad experience with cold oatmeal when I was a little kid, I swear to God. I know. And I remember sitting under the table for like four hours, no disrespect to nobody in the household. I should have ate it while it was warm, but <laughs> I had to eat the oatmeal. They're making you
0: sit there until you ate that cold and ass that,
1: thick oatmeal. And I, and I didn't finish all of they it. They might
0: as well just gave you a Popeye's biscuit. Right.
1: And I didn't finish all of it, but it's like now, to this day... If my oatmeal gets remotely close to cold, I can't touch it. I'm done. Yeah, like trauma. I, I don't want it. I don't want to fuck with it because nah, because I can remember how nasty the the gagging sensation yeah, was. Yeah, cold of smoke oatmeal. oatmeal. Yeah. yeah it's so so now, I'm like, gross. I can't fuck with it. But and that's not like some severe trauma for me, of course not. You feel me? But it's like just, it's shaking the thought of like, cold. Oh oatmeal. my god! It's maple brown it's sugar. Maple. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but it's like just the small shit like that could like stick in your kid head. Yeah. So. Pay attention, parents. Yeah. That's what y'all need
0: to do. Well, ultimately, I think most of us, most of us good parents are doing the best that we fucking can. Damn, our cat just tweaked out. <laughs> hey, you good, bro? He tweaked like that. Hey, yeah, he know, heard whoa. something. Anyways, yeah, I think we're doing the best we can on what we got. But I do um, urge y'all to... Anyways, I do encourage you guys that have toxic parents not that i'm the spokesperson on toxic parents but i do encourage y'all to figure out what it is that's bothering you why you need that apology and then work on healing yourself because sometimes our parents are too fucking toxic to give us what we're looking for or they see it from a whole different perspective or they're too proud to admit they were wrong or whatever but ultimately none of that shit is gonna matter um And also, sometimes you got to meet people where they are. Like, sometimes, like, my dad told me something that always would stick with me. Like, if you know someone's crazy, why are you shocked when they act crazy?
1: You know what? My older brother will tell me that all the time.
0: And And that just stuck with me. Like, if you know somebody is an addict and they're unreliable, every time they show you that, don't be surprised. Yep. And don't beat yourself up and don't beat them up because history is behavior.
1: Damn! I'm to, Boom!
0: I'm to get that and just like that, History we're out of time.
1: <laughs> don't call my phone.
0: We are healed beings.
1: We are charging now for these sessions. Yeah,
0: sixty bucks a minute. You
1: have been uh, what is it? What it? What is a good word for that? Like you've been, you've been not saved. You want to say saved? Oh.
0: I was talking about you the money.
1: Say, <laughs> you always say save, but like, you've you been get healed. It? You've been you, healed.
0: You've been spiritually awakened um, on this episode of Higher Thinking, and we'll see you next week. Uh huh. Bye. Until then,
1: keep your head in the clouds.
0: <laughs> Literally.